fans, hey. welcome back. Today we are in season two, episode two, and we're going to be talking a little bit about the next step in our childhood journeys. I think from probably, I don't know what ages, to, I guess you can how I can talk about me from age one to five. You can talk about any ages and like you want. And what happened to me, but then I think you have something specific that you really want to talk about. That's right. Today, I definitely want to talk about... Thank you. Is that a little bit better? Yeah. Okay. Um, last time, I talked about our first memory, as we both did, um, and it kind of left off into one of my earlier memories, which is my parents getting a divorce. Um, I remember, I think I was like five years old, um, when they got the divorce <clears throat> and uh, I don't remember a lot, but I do remember <sighs> one night, um, my mom and dad were yelling at each other and I remember walking downstairs and standing by the table and seeing them fight and my dad was on one side and my mom was on the other side and they were yelling across the table at each other. And I just remember them being really loud and waking me up from bed and going down and listening to the yelling. I have no memory of what they said or what they were arguing about. I just remember, and this is the weird part of my memory, but I've always remembered this. I remember me and all my siblings standing in a row watching them argue with each other. Um, and there was four of us at the time. My mom was actually pregnant uh, when they got a divorce. Was baby number five. Mm-hmm. Um, Which isn't that weird? Now you have five kids. I know that is weird. Like thinking back to that moment of like, you've made it past that, right? You know. Yeah. Um, Not that you weren't gonna make it past that. Just <laughs> saying, you know. Totally, but um, I don't remember as a kid my parents ever arguing. I don't remember them ever fighting or having any problems in their marriage, but I do remember that fight. Um, and I remember moving into a different house, into a small house. And I remember visiting my dad <laughs> and I remember he was staying in the big house while he kept working at Disney. And I remember visiting him one time after my parents had separated cause they, they separated for a long time before the divorce actually happened. I think it was several months, really, many months. Yes. Probably sh well, the whole time she was pregnant. Actually. Yeah. And so later now, um, I remember my mom telling me what happened and she was counseled by her, by lawyer to not get a divorce until after she gave birth because if the birth happened before the divorce or after the divorce, sorry, did I say that right? Don't have the baby or don't have the divorce until after you give birth yeah. because if she gave birth after the divorce, it could be construed and that it wasn't his baby. Can you imagine Marshall <laughs> saying he's not Mark's baby? <laughs> he's like, right. he looks like Mark. He acts like Mark. Obviously. Like, I mean, he's not exactly like Mark. He's got his own personality, but it's just so... It's <laughs> right. The point is, I just remember my mom still being married when she had number five. So she didn't want to be, but she was because... Well, it's not that she didn't want to be either. And this is this is all later knowledge finding like, out i didn't later. know this at the time because i was just five but i later learned that um it was my dad who didn't want to be married anymore and my mom was like really heartbroken over this because yeah. my dad was basically like 
I just don't want to. I'm done for whatever his reasons were. Um, and I really don't want to get too much into the details of why they got a divorce and in their own also drama. It's, it's debatable. All of it is kind of he said, she said, debatableness. So right. it's so it's not something smart to get into for us because right. it's not applicable. Right. But I will just share what I do remember from the experience Sorry. myself. I'm a nurse and a baby. Got to multitask when you got a newborn, huh? Yep. He's okay. He's um, but I remember going back to visit my dad in the big house, and I remember taking some apple seeds and planting them in the backyard and thinking, one day I'll come back to this house and they'll all be grown really tall. <laughs> um, I also remember going back to visit him one time, and we were watching Fantasia. And he, I remember... He worked for Disney. He, yeah, he worked for Disney. But we were watching Fantasia on the TV, and I remember being like, Dad, this is really boring. Can we fast forward <laughs> like the beginning part? Because it takes forever to get to the cartoons. To get to the good stuff. <laughs> and I remember him just being kind of irritable, like, no, you get, you can watch this. It's good for you or whatever. And yeah. so I sat there and watched it. And I also remember during that same visit, Matthew peed his underwear. Oh. And he was probably three. So he should have been potty trained, I guess, by this yeah, point. But, you know, but he peed his pants. It? And I remember my dad making him sit in his pee. Oh. As like a punishment for peeing in his Aww. underwear. I remember him crying a lot. Well, I've done that actually, so it's not that sad. I mean, it (laughs) is sad, but it's kind of like a kid has to learn that it's gross and not comfortable in order to learn to not do it sometimes. So I remember visiting him. I don't remember very much at all else during this time of my life. Um, My mom said it was a lot harder on me than I remember it being. I would like to hear her perspective of like what you went through from her perspective. You know? Yeah. She has since told me that that it was a lot harder and a lot longer of a process. But in my memory, it was like I have maybe five memories from that entire experience. And I don't remember much more beyond that. Yeah. I remember my mom dating a bunch of guys. Um, and I remember one time she was dating this guy and he and I were driving in the car. And I remember him. Let me, he, he let me drive. Oh. And I thought that was really cool. So I was sitting on the lap of this guy that my mom was dating at the time. And we were driving this car. And I remember turning the wheel too hard and like swerving into the other lane or something. And I remember he like freaked out and threw me across the car into the pa- into the passenger seat. <gasps> and like took the wheel and kept driving. <gasps> and I remember getting hurt. And we were crying. And he was just like, I think he didn't know how to like take care of kids at all. Like He's totally a probably single man that just exactly like know. a single guy never had any kids himself he's like let me see if you can drive oh you can't drive you want to drive sport <laughs> sure and i get on i'll his be lap. a cool guy today <laughs> and it just like totally backfired wow um i don't remember much else about did that what, how did your mom react i, I don't remember I, I do remember there was a few times where it's like she dated a guy and he was really cool and then he would do something or some say something and then she was like see ya you know uh-huh like for having five kids, she was still pretty picky as to oh, who she was dating. Well, yeah, you had, you'd have to be. She it's wasn't just like that desperate. She found someone, you know. Well, she, like, she wasn't like, I'll just marry whoever will take me. You know, yeah. she was like, I have standards and I expect this and that. And yeah, um, I don't remember very many other people that she dated during that time in my life, but she found my dad, my stepdad, really quick, mm-hmm. um, and was married to him. He's very almost, different from your real dad. Yeah, almost a year after they were married in June, and Marshall was born in August the year before. 
So Marsha was not quite a year old by the time they got married. Um, okay. So my mom actually technically wasn't even divorced for a year before she was remarried. That's pretty incredible. I think so. Considering she had five kids. Yeah. But I do remember um, the wedding. And, do uh, you? Uh-huh. I remember um, it was in my grandma's house. My do you? I want to ask you something house. really quick. Do you yeah. remember your initial thoughts on your stepdad? Like your first impression? I remember thinking it was cool. I don't remember much more. I remember my sister Melanie yelling and calling him a robber because he was black. <laughs> he was Bolivian. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even black. He's not black. He's Bolivian. Oh, but, wow. I mean, he has brown skin, yeah. but it's not. Anyway, wow. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter his nationality. Yeah. He, like, he was born in California, raised in Florida. He was mm-hmm. an accountant. Um, I don't think he yeah. knows any Spanish, yeah. <laughs> um, but but his mom uh, is from Bolivia, mm-hmm. and he's pure-blooded Bolivian. Anyway, um, I remember, I think it was after the wedding, I remember Melanie freaking out. She's just my older sister by two years. So she was seven? Yeah, and just throwing a fit and being like, you're not my dad, you're a robber, you're black, blah, you know, like all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and it it didn't take long for her to realize he was a good guy and yeah. he took good care of us and he was he was play catch with us. I remember one time soon after they got married, uh, he taught me how to make my first paper airplane. Mm-hmm. And I remember him playing catch with me in the living room and teaching me how to play catch. Because here I am, six years old, I think, five or six. Um, I, I think they got divorced when I was five and I think I was about six when they got married okay. to, my, to my stepdad. And so I, I remember being six years old and not knowing how to play catch. I didn't know any sports. I didn't have any physical fitness skills. That's like at reminding all. me that our kids need to play catch. <laughs> <laughs> I've played catch with them a lot. That's good. <laughs> but like I remember standing in the living room and playing catch with my stepdad and we'd count how many times we can catch it. And it was literally like three feet away. Like the baby stuff that you normally teach a kid when they're yeah. when they're really small, like four or but five. Were six. But I was six and I didn't even know how to catch. I I just remember being like I remember thinking about myself and feeling like there's a lot of stuff I don't know how to do yeah, and feeling incompetent and a little bit. Probably just like you went through a lot, you know, it was hard. And when you're doing that, when I'm sure your mom was in survival mode and not like, I need to think about each of my kids' well-being, you know, like where they need to be and what's, what they should be doing. She was definitely in survival mode. I mean... That's How really How could you traumatic. not be single mom with five kids trying to date full time so you can get married and and have support and have financially support. Yeah. and you know in all the ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so hard. yeah, it was hard, a hard time in our family, and I don't remember. I remember it was during this time that I <laughs> that I learned how to read. Yeah. When I was six, um, and I remember struggling with it a lot. I remember catching the frog the toads in our backyard and we went my mom would babysit to earn extra money yeah and so she had a lot of kids we were babysitting all the time she Mm -hmm. basically had a daycare at our house yeah um and (laughs) i remember my sister melanie wanting to pee standing up like a boy (laughs) which would you appreciate this story (laughs) being shared with the whole internet (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) i just remember that she used an empty uh, toilet paper tube <laughs> and it worked <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do 
those are the things you remember when you were a little kid yes um <laughs> interesting things <laughs> i also oh i also remember really mean babysitters oh i remember one time we had a babysitter me and my brother were sleeping in in our bedroom and the light was on in our room and i remember we were talking quietly i remember they were watching movies really loud in the other room and i remember whispering to matthew and they would come in our room and be like stop talking and they would yell at us they probably just didn't know how to take care of kids I think that, that I think there are people that are like that in the world. Um, like, yeah. I think that that's probably how they were raised. I think there's a lot yeah. of people that don't have good parents or good role models, and Just they screaming at you. Yeah. Stop talking. Yeah, like everything you do is a bad thing. Um, I think there are really people like that, and yeah. fortunately, I was blessed in my life to never have to experience that for long periods of time. It was just the one babysitter. We told our mom we don't like them, and they never babysat again. Good. But I remember they turned off the light and then shut the door. And in my childhood mind, I saw an evil spirit in the ceiling and it was a green face glowing and it was like really freaky to me. Yeah. And I remember like panicking and screaming bloody murder because I was like, oh, I saw a ghost, you know. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> for years and years and years, I believed I'd seen a ghost as a kid. Yeah. And it wasn't actually probably until I was even an adult that I realized when you turn, turn off, off the, light the light and shut the door very quickly, there's a little bit of a glow left over uh-huh. from the light bulb. Uh-huh. And it was kind of a glow in the dark glow, yeah. green, uh, that it wasn't really a ghost. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just thought it was because my and mind... Even if a, an adult explained that to you, you probably would have been like, no, no, until you, they, you saw it again. And, you know. Right. <laughs> So, anyway, so we probably took the time to just sh- explain to you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's interesting. That's hard because sometimes the kids will say stuff like that. And I'm like, it's just, it's just your imagination. You know, don't worry about it. Right. This or that. When in reality, it's real to them. Right. I remember and a lot of times. It's good to talk about these things because I'm like, that's true. I remember feeling as a young kid adults not believing me when i saw something well for good reason because kids will just say random things all and the time that, and get away with stuff i this remember is, my mind know. playing tricks on me and seeing things yeah. that weren't really there yeah just and because it, my imagination so was, it's hard to like i think there's just a disconnect yeah. with adults to kids sometimes and that can be really difficult for the kids mm-hmm. and the adults but mostly hard on the kids another memory during this time in my life um, we went to Publix, which is where we shopped for groceries. They don't have that out here in the West. And that's back in Florida. I've, all this happened in Florida now. Um, and I remember stealing a pack of fruit striped gum. Mm. And I put it in my pocket and I came home and I shoved the whole thing in my mouth when I got into my closet. And I remember my mom calling for me to help her with probably putting away yeah. groceries. <gasps> oh, no. And I had a mouthful of gum and she was like, where did you get that? You know. Oh, and I was just crying. How old were you? So still six, oh, probably. Okay. And so we went back to the grocery store and uh, I had to tell the manager and he said, if you ever do that again, I'm going to call the police for stealing. And I remember being like, I promise I'll never do it again. I have the exact same story, but I stole candy bars. <laughs> <laughs> and I got away with some of them. <laughs> I never did it again. That was the only time I ever stole Me anything. Me too. <laughs> Um, it's funny now, like thinking back, I have very few memories before the divorce and I feel like I have a lot of memories right about the time of the divorce and after. I wonder if 
sometimes, like right now, for instance, I just went through a really hard week with my grandma dying and like CVX and like, I wonder how much of this I'm really going to want to remember. Yeah. And it is a choice to remember sometimes, I think. Yeah. Like sometimes we really don't want to remember things and so we'll intentionally not think about them the second we're done with them. And like, be like, I don't want to remember that. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to focus on that. And then you forget them. Yeah. Like, I wonder, because you were talking in the last episode about how I feel like, or you feel like I have a lot more memories than you from when I was younger, like three. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, I'm like, huh, I wonder if that's because you had more trauma at that time than I did. That I've blocked out of my memory? Yeah. It's possible, I guess. It also just could have been the age, you know, that's about the time like five or six is about the time that kids start to actually remember things long term and, and very I, few I people think remember, I remember things, things long term from three on like yeah. it wasn't a, oh, and then I forgot most of that year is like, no, I remember all those years. Uh huh. It's interesting. That's really interesting. What do you remember? I guess that's the end of my divorce memory experience. Um, well, from the time I was three, I started remembering full on and I was just chatting with my mom in between these podcasts and she was saying, no, that was when you were two. This was when you were two or something. Mm-hmm. Um, because, oh yeah, like going, we, I used to go um, all the way back when Ryan was in preschool. So that means he was four. So I was two. Um, and we would drop him off at preschool and then we would go to the store and get donuts. And I would always get like pink sprinkled donuts the cliche classic donut you know because that's what every kid gets it's like the best exciting <laughs> thing ever the sprinkles taste amazing even though we they taste like f- crap in real life <laughs> we used to get free cookies at Publix every time we went to Publix. oh yeah. yeah um so but i had this specific memory of like going there and this is a very clear memory to me like going there and begging my mom to get um fun pack like i think that's what it's called like fun pack or whatever and it's like pixie stick dust with a little sugar Mm, stick mm -hmm. that you stick the like you lick it and dip it in there or lick and dip i don't know something like that um and i got that and i was the happiest child in the world (laughs) and i just i just remember like the the whole package was wet from my slobber <laughs> and I was so happy and I just kept eating it. And I like, I think I ate all of one kind and then I saved the rest for home and I got home and ate the rest later, you know? Uh, but that was, that technically was when Ryan was four and I was two. So I have a lot of memories from back then, but, um, I was born in Kansas and then we moved from there to Spring Glen and Spring Glen, uh, so we were in Kansas for like two and a half years. And then we moved to Spring Glen. I had some of my first memories there. So three. That would mean, did the pixie stick thing happen while you were in Kansas? It must have because. Or did it happen in Spring Glen? I might have been in Spring Glen. I'm not sure. That's something I'd have to ask my mom. Like, when did we move and what age was I? Because I remember um, from, I feel like when big things happen, like moving, it like triggers something different in your brain and all of a sudden you start like that's how I felt like maybe from the move that point on it was like now I can remember everything mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why um but we moved to Spring Glen and my parents were not very financially doing very well um and then 
my dad was working at the coal mines and he um hurt his back some point at some point in there I'm not sure exactly when all I remember is that my dad used to run and be like strong and then he stopped one day he just couldn't run anymore and I I still have memories of him running chasing Jessica down the street in a diaper because she was (laughs) supposed to be dressed or naked or something (laughs) running away um when did he stop running around that time when I was probably five I thought that's not the same as when he got injured and stopped working. He got injured, I think, actually around that time. But then it got worse and things happened and like it's kind of muddled. When did he stop working, though, and come home full time? Oh, that was when I was like 12. So there was seven years after he got injured that he was still working. I think so. And he got injured again and had back surgery and then quit. I think so. I mean, it's it's muddled. Because okay. I always just, re- I just know when he was running and when he stopped, Yeah, you know, like that in my childhood brain. Yeah. Um, but he got hurt and oh, I remember, I remember something really scary. My parents would watch like, um, not, so they would watch X-Files too, but they would watch um, like murder mystery shows that were real life, like 2020, I don't know, it was just... I don't know what it was exactly, but they would they were watching one one day, and one of them was like about a dad doing something really bad to a little girl, and I was like horrified that my dad was like that because he was working so much. I didn't really know him, and I was terrified of him for like I don't I don't even know how long. I was I was very scared of him, and I I knew that I loved him, but I just didn't know if he would do something like that to me. And so it scared me, Um, which actually now looking back, I'm really grateful that he broke his back because then he ended up coming home and we got to know him better. And we we never really knew our dad that that closely. It was always our mom that we knew really, really well. And I felt like I could say anything to my mom. I did not feel like I could say anything to my dad because I just didn't know him. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I was four, so we were living in Helper, at the time when I was four, um, my brothers, and I'm just, I'm at this point, I think I've shared some memories, but I want to kind of share life changing things now. Um, I was four years old and my teacher in our church was actually the sheriff of the town and I knew him really well and he was really nice guy. Um, but um, Andrew and Ryan left to go play. I don't think I asked my mom. I didn't really ask my mom to go play back in the day that much. I kind of just disappeared when I wanted to. <laughs> oh, man. But they left. and This was in Helper still? In Helper. And they had there was this 12-year-old boy that they wanted to play with. And so it was down in the river bottoms. That's all I remember. I don't, like, remember how I got there. I just remember we were there. Um... And I was following them around, trying to play with them. And the my Andrew and Ryan were like, "Get away! Go home! Oh, this is our friend. We want to play. Go home. You don't get it. You know, just the typical brother thing." <laughs> and I'm like, "I want to play too. I'm gonna come. I want to play." Um, and I've never shared this on the internet because I've never had a good place to where I can share something sensitive i think this is a good place uh again i don't want i don't i don't know 
part of the reason why I've never shared it is just because I don't want anybody's um, opinion. Unless it's good, you know? Something good. I don't want anything said that would hurt me. Um, so out of self-preservation, I've not shared this story before. Anyways, they were playing. I wanted to play with them. They ran away. All the boys disappeared. And then Andrew and Ryan were gone. And I remember the boy coming back. And he was 12 and I was 4. And he just was like, take off your clothes. And I was like, okay. I was 4. <laughs> you know, like, okay. So I did. And then he just, like, was touching me and, like, curious and putting his finger in places he shouldn't type of thing and I was just standing there whatever just not didn't know what was going on and um then I think Andrew and Ryan came back and he I put my clothes back on or whatever or like I think he said said okay put your clothes back on or something so I did and then the boys came back and then we all went home and um I mentioned to my mom that boy touched me or something and um she said on the inside this is later I found out on the inside she was freaking out so 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 worried but on the outside she's like oh what happened like just kept her calm very very calm um oh I need to call Cersei anyways um on the outside she was just really calm and she was like okay and then what happened next and I told her and then she's like okay and then after that what did he say or what did he do and I was just like he said this he said he did this like I had no reason to lie there was I was just saying what happened for the day like very matter of fact I'm grateful that it happened when I was so little because I think that had an impact on whether or not it would have mentally hurt me more um Anyways, I shared all that with my mom, and then she said, do you want to tell that to brother whatever his name is from the church, your teacher? And I was like, sure. He was the sheriff, so my mom was really lucky that he happened to be the sheriff at the time. So she invited him over, and he sat down, and I just shared the same story, and they asked me some questions, and that's all I really knew. That's all I really experienced. And my mom was just like, okay, thanks so much for telling us. Like, good job. Give me some candy. You know, like, total, (laughs) whatever. I just said what happened. And then, um, come to find out, my mom went to court about it and had the primary teacher there saying everything that I had said. And like, it was a big deal and he was in court he had to do like um some what is it service what is it the 12 year old boy yeah yeah mom said he had to do like a hundred hours of community service and he was in big trouble and his mom felt really really bad about it all and um they left the case open or something like that so that if anything ever scarred me really bad that they would be able to go back and say we need therapy or whatever um anyways that's what I found out like when I was 17 way way later I had no idea they went to court I was just like hey mom do you remember I told you all that she's like yeah did you know this happened and I was like what no I had no idea I just thought my mom wanted to know the story but that 
that helped me be aware at a very young age what was okay and what was not okay. Um, because I think my mom taught me, you know, she wasn't just like, oh, okay, thanks. She was like, that's not okay. You shouldn't have done that. You know, like, that's not a good thing. And don't let people touch you, you know. So, um, that was just, that was my first experience with anything like that. And it was kind of, it was when I was four. And I can, I can tell that it was, I was protected, you know. It could have been something much worse. It was not. And I'm grateful for that. And I think, um, everybody goes through stuff like that, you know. Because there's lots of humans on this earth. I don't know. <laughs> what did you think when you heard that story for the first time? Um, I don't know. I guess I, I feel like that kids do that kind of stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that especially when they're younger, they're just kind of like, you know, like you said in the bathtub, curious. Like, what's this? What's mm-hmm. that? You know, nothing intended by it. Um, and I think it... Unless 12, it starts to getting... I think at 12 years old, he knew better. Mm -hmm. You know, he was obviously, you know, but at the same time, my my thought goes like, what what was his life experience that would cause him to be so bold? You know, like, because was he never taught that that wasn't okay? Or maybe somebody messed with him or, you know, I don't know what, because that's just, even at 12 years old, that's not normal. Yeah. For for a twelve year old boy to think that that kind of a thing is okay, they tell somebody to take off their clothes, right? Um, unless there was something in his life that was making him feel like he needed that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's when you start going through puberty. There's a lot of reasons why it could have happened. Right. Um, I'm grateful that it wasn't worse than it was, and I'm grateful that it was like handled the way that it was too. Because I think that showed me how important it was to not do that. Like if there was anything less that happened, I probably would have been like, oh, that's no big deal. I guess this is normal. But I didn't feel that way. I was like, oh, that's, that's, I recognize that that's not good now. So if that ever happens again, I'm going to tell my mom. I'm going to let her know, you know. Yeah. Or I'm going to say, no, don't do that. I don't want to do that. You know, anyways. I haven't shared that with the internet. How does it feel? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird because I don't really want to talk about that to people, you know? Like, I mean, it's scary to share stuff like that because I worry about opening a can of worms with the internet, you know? Uh, But... How important is it? You know, that's the real question. Because I ask myself, should I share that or should I not? Well, I think what blows my mind is when I do usually share that, I hear people say things like, oh, I thought that was okay. Or, oh, that happened to me. No big deal. Or, oh, that happened to me and it really scarred me, but nobody said, nobody was on my side. Or, like, like they treated it like it was a small thing and not important so from that point on i've let people do that to me you know like this is important and that's why i was like i think i need to talk about this and not just gloss over sugarcoat it um like it's nothing because we are worth it 
like if anybody if any of you are going through it something like that it's not normal it's not okay for other people to just take liberties you know like to just do whatever they want with you that's not okay that's not normal and it needs to be treated like it's not normal like it's not okay and if you don't get the support you need go searching for the support you need don't talk to the people who aren't supporting you find someone else you know because i think when you start to believe that it's normal when you start to believe that no one cares or no one thinks it's a big deal then i think that really does a number on your self-worth and you start thinking oh i'm not important enough to have that be a big deal i'm not i'm i'm people don't care enough about me to have it affect them when in reality it's probably that they've had that happen to them and they were told it's not a big deal when their initial reaction was it was a big deal and then they were just shut down so i think i think it's important to talk to our our kids about all this stuff too like and to let them know hey this is this is going to happen at some point in your life something like this will come up and it's not to be ignored it is important it is um a special experience once you're married to do things like that and it's just it's not to be treated lightly or glossed over sugar-coated whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) wow that's heavy topics in today's episode um I I actually had some experiences right around that same age when I was six, but I don't know if I even want to get into it because I feel like I was affected by it for my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a memory of it happening, but it didn't, you don't have any baggage from it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But when what happened to me happened... It's like I've never forgotten it and I feel like it has affected me. Yeah. Um, you got to figure out how to get those alarms to calm down on your phone. <laughs> it's just a reminder that I need to call someone. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know if I want to share it. And, and it's you know what? just because it's a really hard thing to That's okay. talk about. Like just as much as it's... I feel blessed in that it wasn't a super... Um, it could have been much worse. It's not that it, I'm taking it lightly. It's that it could have been much worse. Um, and I was at an age where it, I was so young that I do feel like I don't really have baggage from it. I really don't. Um, I learned lessons from it, but I don't feel negatively impacted every day or reminded of it all the time. So I feel like I'm blessed in that I can share it and I can talk about it. Um, But I haven't up until now, like with anyone besides like you Mm -hmm. or my family, you know. Maybe I don't feel like I can share my experience because I don't feel like I've even still fully healed from it. And that's okay, you know. I think that's normal. And I don't, I wouldn't, 
I think it would be wrong to put pressure on you to share. Yeah. I think it would be wrong for anyone to put pressure on anyone if they have something traumatic that they've gone through that has impacted their life. And it's almost like forcing someone to talk about it is putting it lightly Mm -hmm. because they're not ready to yet. And it's not respecting the gravity of what happened. Yeah. I'll say... All I'm going to say, I guess, then is this kind of a thing happens to girls. The thing that happened to you mm-hmm. happens a lot to girls, mm-hmm. but it also happens to boys. Yeah. From women or girls. Yeah. Um, so it's not just boys doing it or men doing it. It's It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to know that both girls are sensitive and boys are also sensitive and should be respected equally. We all have bodies. It goes both ways. Yeah. Yep. (sighs) Take a deep breath. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) Uh, And I think it's important to note that when you, when you treat these things seriously, then you recognize as an adult that you deserve better and you will be treated you i think if it's handled the correct way you should be able to say i'm worth it and i don't want to be treated this way i will yeah. be treated better our camera's about we to die we've been anyway. talking about this for a long time <laughs> well i think that next episode will have some more positive things yes. to talk about so if you guys have similar experiences if you feel like you need a place to share you know we're here to hear you um or get help from someone who's a professional yes get definitely if you feel like you can't get past it yeah something you can't heal from then that's probably something you should be talking probably something about. i should do actually it's probably true anyway we love you guys you are worth it you are special and you are very important never forget that yep okay. you are worth it we love you guys Bye. Bye.